0: Don't pervert a handbook passage to me, okay? You are listening to a Howard plus Lorehounds joint covering the Apple TV sci-fi Severance. We are doing that in conjunction with the Lorehounds, so if you did a search for Severance Lorehounds, you will find our severance podcast steve and i are going to be doing an episode by episode rewatch and then john and david from the Lorehounds will join us every episode of season two if you'd like to watch along with us and use this podcast as a companion it's a fantastic show i would call it hard sci-fi it's really funny some world-renowned actors christopher walken john Turturro, ben stiller is the showrunner And you can watch that on Apple TV+. Plus. All right, so I want to talk about Severance. And I feel like you're almost the perfect person to comment on this show because this show is so deeply rooted in office life. And you've spent the majority of your adult life in and around offices, right? I'm an office boy. Yeah, you're an office boy. I don't feel like a lot of that makes it into your stand-up material. Uh Uh-uh. It's almost as if you have a bifurcated life. You've got your office persona, and then you've got your
1: stage persona. Yeah, almost as if I don't have any recollection of one versus the other. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, I it's, it's funny cuz like you, people you work with are constantly like, "Oh, you must get so much material from this place."
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you tell an office joke.
1: uh uh-uh. uh I look at them and I'm like, "What about this environment is amusing?" <laughs> <laughs> you just you think it's too boring to talk about? Yeah, I'm like, like what am I going to do? I'm going to just I'm going to I'm no, you you can't wait to hear my next ten minutes on pivot tables.
0: Let's let's talk about the premise of the show. The premise of the show, I think, is an expansion or a caricature of the idea that most folks who work in an office develop something of an office persona that seems to be some somewhat related to their real personality, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. There's like this distinct difference between. Office Steve and domestic Steve, or outside of office Steve. And so this show basically is, you know, taken to an extreme. The show is saying, well, what if people only had memories of their office life while they were in the office? And they only had memories of their outside life when they were not in the office. So complete severing of the two different halves of the personality.
1: It's, it, it. I really took that, took away from it a lot of that uh, idea that we say, you know, c- companies will say, hey, this is a great place for work-life balance. And, and it's, it's hard to divorce yourself of the two worlds, right? Like the, the, the idea of there to be true work-life balance would be work is work, life is life, mm-hmm. but we do carry over, right? And like it's Im- almost impossible to not be stressed out or to be stressed out at work and not have that carry over to when you get home. And vice versa.
0: So would you be attracted at all to a severance procedure if offered?
1: Um, No. No? Like, is it
0: because of the show? Because I think that if I hadn't seen the show, I would, I might think like, boy, it sure would be nice to just leave all of my work at the office and be fully present at home when I'm yeah,
1: home. Yeah, well, that, and that's the that's the allure, right? But there's the idea that it's like, that's you're not just forgetting the work part of it. You're forgetting every other aspect of it, right? Every, Mm. you know, and so part of the reason why, and that's the, you know, and I think that's why this show does such a good job of taking it to that extreme is that for you to be good at your job, you know, you obviously have to have a certain amount of intelligence and training and all the things that goes along with that. But there should be something about your other experiences that you've had that you can leverage, right? Like, I mean, I, I think we see that a lot where you leverage Experiences that you may have had in the workplace, and you can maybe relate that to other power dynamics you may um, encounter outside of work. But if you don't have any <coughs> recollection that you that that's who you are uh, outside of uh, work or outside of home, it, it's you're, you're missing something, right?
0: So this shows a little bit of a horror thriller, psychological sort of cautionary tale or something. But I'll be honest: if I had not seen this show, I think I would be really attracted to a severance scenario. I feel like it would just be really nice to only care about office politics in the office. That To me, that sounds highly desirable.
1: Yeah, I guess it's, but yeah, I, I mean, you're just not having that accountability. It's a lot of time out of your day that you don't have any recollection of, right? I mean, the idea of, of not having work stress mm-hmm. is one thing, but to take, you know, a third or more of your day and wipe it out sure <laughs> that well seems...
0: and that's i think that that's that what you want to do is element, quit your right? job
1: you want to quit your job that's, that's what i want <laughs> you want be. someone to implant a chip that makes you rich
0: <laughs> no see i think that would be or, really attractive.
1: or a chip that gets implanted that makes you content with being homeless
0: <laughs> if i could have that chip
1: oh baby yeah, I want a chip that makes me just a little less aware. <laughs> just maybe a little dumber.
0: <laughs> See, I think I would have been really attracted to that idea before the show. Because one of the things that the show brings out, when you realize how messed up it actually would be, is that what you're doing is you're creating a version of yourself that can never leave the office.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So you are, <laughs> what you're doing is you're enslaving yourself. Yeah. So it's that, and that is an interesting way to look at it, you know, because I mean, could you imagine, like, the, the in order for you to wake up every day, never going to work, a part of you has to wake up every day at work
0: and <laughs> never sleep because a version of you that never
1: sleeps. Yeah. They're rested, right? So they're rested. It's like they live That's in the That's
0: horrible because half of the, I, I mean, to always be rested, never have an excuse to just
1: lay down, to walk into an elevator and then turn around and go back into that same.
0: <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it really is it really is turning the workplace into this weird psychological rat maze.
1: Yeah, cuz it's a turnstile, right? You go in, you go yeah. out, back to work. In and go out That's back right. to work. And so that's the thing that's interesting too about the way it's done. I mean, I, obviously there's there's something that happens when they go through the elevator that gives them the ability to know that it's a new day, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just go in with a go in fine, come out with a headache because you're hungover. Like that's wild, right?
0: That's a bit wild to go in just feeling gross and then immediately feel like you're you've just showered, yeah, or that you've just put on cologne or whatever it is. Are you a cologne guy? No, no, nor am I. My son's a big cologne guy.
1: Yeah, about that age, were you ever a cologne guy?
0: No, I was. We never. all
1: had, we all had a bottle of Drakkar Noir somewhere.
0: I mean, look, the closest I ever came to it was like my dad had a fifty-year-old bottle of Old Spice. <laughs> mm. You know, every now and again I'd sniff it, but there's no way I'm putting that stuff on.
1: Yeah, my dad had, like, cologne bottles that were, like, I don't know if they actually were what the cologne came in or if they, if there was such a thing as, like, you could buy a different bottle to put the cologne in that was, like, more decorative. Because I remember he had, like, it looked like a clear, old-timey car. (laughs) Yeah. And there was some sort of. Nondescript cologne, and there was like no, yeah, no label on it. Yeah, used to do that with
0: cologne bottles a lot. It would actually, you would want to shape the glass
1: bottle as something masculine,
0: right? Right. <laughs> like a ship <laughs> or a car <laughs> so, or
1: something. So it looks like you're actually like taking a hammer to your head, but you're really just sprinkling it out of the, it was, yeah. the spout that's in there.
0: <laughs> so that, that, the whole part of, that whole part of your life is gone. It's like you never, that part of your life never takes a shower that part of your life never puts on cologne that part of your life never has a cigarette or a sip of alcohol or watches television it never leaves the office it owned that you're creating a creature out of your own personality that is enslaved within the office that that's the premise of the show right yeah
1: and it it's, creates it's like it's scenario. cloning without cloning
0: sure yeah there you go and it creates a scenario where the they call these sort of personalities innies and outies. Mm-hmm. And the outies have all of the power, right? So I'm about to get into the spoilers here. Okay, so go watch Severance.
1: It's on <laughs> Apple TV. It's what, nine episodes for the first season. The beauty of it is you can pause this podcast. Yeah. Go watch it. Pick it up right where you left off. And it's sort of like your innie at the office.
0: And you know, slap on a little cologne before you come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, if you can get the Dracar. Is it the Frank or the Beans?